I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. This is where we use self-awareness to create practical systems to be more intentional and productive with our time. And we stay humble by remembering God is in control. If you're a mom who is searching to always do a little better, be more intentional with your parenting, or you've ever felt like you're just in survival mode and just getting through the day, Now, let's be honest, I don't know anyone who hasn't felt that, Um, but if you are in this mindset at all of wanting to improve your, your motherhood style, this episode is for you, and I have brought with us today a fantastic guest. Her name is Nellie Hardin, and she founded the 6570 Family Project, and that represents the number of days between your kid from like birth to 18. And it's kind of crazy to put that number on something and just so you can feel a little pressure. But we're really relieving some of that and giving you some really powerful insight into the foundations. And we had a fantastic conversation that I've decided to split up into two episodes for you guys. And I'm going to air an extra bonus episode this week, um, tomorrow and let you hear the rest of our conversation with which leads into really building confidence, which is super important, especially for those girl moms out there listening. But for today, we're really digging into that intentional parenting of how to get more focused and really get out of survival mode, which we all get trapped in. And this really powerful shift this concept she has from parenting for your kids to with your kids and kind of when that shift happens, so many good things, some budgeting hacks for the family, which is super cool, um, especially as you have older kids. It's jam-packed if you haven't gotten the gist yet with good stuff. So let's go ahead and get into this combo with Nellie. Here we go. Okay, welcome everyone. I have a super important conversation for you guys today, especially for those of you with daughters, although there's going to be some great takeaways here for you as mom and, and even those boy moms um, out there. But one of the big things and I feel like responsibilities we have is to really teach our daughters confidence and self-worth so they are not looking for it everywhere else and in all the wrong places. And Um, There's so much on this topic, and so I brought in a lovely guest. She's here today to um, go over all the details about this, of how we can really teach our daughters to um, be confident and where their self-worth comes from and and all of that. So before we dig into all the fun details, please um, take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little about you. Hi, everyone. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is wonderful. And I can't wait for this uh, conversation today. So I am, uh, I'm a wife of many, many, many years, 22, I believe this year. And I have four teenage daughters that I'm raising right now who are 13, 15, 15. I have twins in the middle um, and 17. So I have a senior this year. So that's a whole other, you know, experience to go through right there. And um, I, my entire background is in biology, psychology, behavior, faith, leadership, personal development, 
all of that. Um, and I actually started working in the animal field. I started my career in marine mammalogy. And then I moved, um, you know, I met my husband when I was 18, you know, when we were freshmen in college. And then when we got married after college and he's a nine to five, you know, computer program guy. And so I was like, okay, we need to match our schedules up a little bit more because this is getting crazy. So I moved into some veterinary, but then once I got pregnant with twins, as you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I was just like, I cannot take one more dog jumping on me. I think there was this very clear moment when a a great Dane jumped on me and I was like six weeks, uh, six, seven weeks pregnant with the twins. And I was like, okay, and two weeks. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it anymore. Um, but ironically, within that same uh, year, my husband went into cardiac failure. And so with that, all of the work that I had been doing in my career up to that point, in every facet of my work from the medical when I was working in hospitals and doing surgical and uh, when I was doing behavior work, psychology, biology, all of that, really had to then turn around and come into play in a very real human community that I lived in, i.e. my family. And we had to start uh, having real conversations with the girls, even though they were super small at the time. They were four, two, two, and newborn. And we had to have very real conversations about what was happening. We went through about two years of uh, changes and um, uh, procedures and medications and you know, things that you had to explain because things were different than they used to be for the kids. And um, when he had heart surgery a couple of years later, it was just this really big eye-opening, you know, uh, we only have a certain amount of time. And my dad passed away when I was one and a half. And so I, I, this was very visceral for me anyway. I, I was demanding that this was not going to be my kid's reality, you know? And so uh, which of course I had no, you know, uh, power over, you know, mm-hmm. but we could do the best we could with what we had. And that's what we've been doing ever since. And that's really where this idea of the 6570 came in, which we could talk about a, a little bit more, but we do have this very limited window that we can impact them and raise them to become leaders of their own lives. And especially young women need to learn that. Uh, Young men too, very, very much so, but especially young women, because when a young woman doesn't learn that, then they leave their childhood chasing worth in all the places. And that can lead down to a lot of corridors that their life wasn't meant to be in, or it doesn't serve them or the people around them. So anyway, Um, that's really when everything turned around and then for lack of, you know, anything better to say and what's more profound, I was really called into, uh, doing family discipline work, positive family discipline work, how, you know, functionalities, um, how to help with communication, how to help with vision and all of those things within a family so that a family knows where they're going. Oprah, I was just listening uh, to her not too long ago, and uh, I was actually reading about her. And she, someone said, you've, you've interviewed so many people, uh, you know, so many successful people. What is, what's, what's the one thing, you know, what's the one thing? And she said, the successful people out there knew where they were going. And for me, that just really hit me because as a parent, 
it's really easy. And I have been there too, to slip into survival mode and just say, okay, we're doing this, you know, everyone survived the day and uh, everyone's fed, everyone is, you know, kind of bathed except for the stuck Cheerios in the hair or whatever, you know, <laughs> and then you get to the end of the day and you just kind of collapse. I remember there was a time in my life that my husband and I took a nap between 8 and 8.30 p.m. when we put the kids to bed <laughs> and then we would get up and we'd be like, okay, we need to finish like all these day things and then we'll go back to bed. Um, So survival mode in today's world is really easy because it's everything is so distracting. Everything is so tempting. Everything is so mentally taxing. And then on top of that, we're raising other humans, which is such a big, big, big job. And so without or uh, by stepping out of survival mode, though, and seeing where am I and where do we want to go, then we can start building the steps to make sure that we actually get there. And by there, I mean, what do you want to leave at the end of the 6570, which is how many days are in 18 years? So what do you want to leave them with? What do you want to leave their childhood with? What do you want your parenting to be left with? Right? Where do you want it launching from? There's a lot of decisions to be made and there's such great decisions. And then you can work backwards and make sure you get there. So that's what I've been doing ever since. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is so, so much. And it's always a journey. God takes yes. us on a journey and learning the things, picking up the things we need to um, for other things. And I just, I love the intentionality behind this of stopping and really defining what you want. Sixty-five, seventy, those days, like just to get out of survival mode for a minute and just really plan. Like, okay, what what do I want them to look back on their childhood and remember? Like, mm-hmm. what are the parenting? things I want to bestow? What are the types of character traits I want to instill in my kids? And, and all of that is really key. And so I would challenge you guys, even just listening now, just to pause for a minute and really think about that. Um, I think this question deserves some time to really think through, but I want to, I want to touch on, um, that you brought up the survival mode, which I think is so common, especially with toddlers and young years, but I mean, it's, the whole time, but especially when they're really little, we just can just build that routine of survival. You're always just getting through the day. And so I would love to kind of talk through as we, as our kids start to get older and older and we think more and more of like, okay, beyond just teaching them the basics of like colors and letters and all of that toddler world. And we're thinking more into who they are as people and kind of doing that role of a parent in teaching them and in those character building things, what, what do we need to be thinking about? Do you have any tips and kind of strategies for us going from survival mode into more intentional character building and confidence and all of that? Well, just a note on survival mode, you know, especially when you're, I mean, I had four kids in four years, so I get it, you know? Um, so, uh, and it it was nuts, you know, I had one and then twins and then another one. I remember uh, when we were telling people we were pregnant with my youngest, whose name is Journey, by the way, uh, because life is such a journey. But when when I told people I was pregnant, they were like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, it wasn't the, no insane. more. Yay, is there anything? It was like, for real? <laughs> what? You know, we, we passed the yays. And yeah. um, I was like, yeah. And so anyway. 
So I, and my point is I get survival mode. And honestly, before we had kids, we went through years of infertility. And so that was a different mode of survival mode. And when anyone that's listening to this, that's been through infertility, you know, that you are, you become a mother years before you ever become a mother, if ever. And so that's a, that's a whole different. So I get survival mode. I get you that you're out there uh, listening to this, but here's the sneaky thing about that. It can never go away, meaning you have to choose to step outside of survival mode. It's easy to think when they're little and you're running around and it's so physically taxing and it's mentally taxing in the way that you're trying to get to swim practice and do this like logistically. And then, uh, you know, they might throw a fit or might be embarrassing or what have you. So like later on, it won't be so survival mode. Well, let me tell you from experience and from all of my work I've done, you can definitely still be in survival mode as a parent of tweens and teens. And let me just pause for a second because some of you listening to this might think, oh, I'm not there yet. But really, we're talking second half of childhood. So if your daughter or your son is, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, 10, somewhere in there, this transition is very real and visceral in your home right now, whether you really, you know, see it or understand it yet or not, it's happening. And so really tune in, even if you think you're, you know, quote unquote, not there yet, I promise you it's coming and it's coming sooner than you think. Um, But when you get to that point, then survival mode looks like, oh, they're a teenager. They just do whatever they want. They, you know, oh, they're a teen. So of course they're going to lie. Oh, they're a teen. Of course they're going to be rude. And you kind of, it's, it's an easy out to give up on your stepping in and impacting this role that they have. So there's just as much, and I would argue, if not more parenting that goes on in the second half of childhood than in the first. So don't freak out. I know you're like, what? I'm so exhausted. This is so hard. I don't even get it. It just switches. It's, it's like, you know, we all have kids. So, you know, you think about the, um, the goo, like the mental, you know, oh, what do they call that ooze or whatever? Anyway, it just changes form. So what used to be just physically exhausting and maybe sleep deprived, exhausting, right? And all of that then turns into real big emotional exhausting, because then you're taking on the emotions that your child is going through, the friend and tribe dynamics that are happening at school. And then you're taking that on too. And it's all of these switch, uh, switching and shifting. And you're like, I'm still tired. Yes, you are. And it will happen until much later um, after the 6570. So you have to consciously step out of that. So now if you are consciously stepping out of that, what do you do then? You're like, okay, I'm in this big void. Well, what I want you to think about as a parent is that there's a distinct difference between first half of childhood parenting to second half of childhood parenting. In the first half of childhood, you are dictating life to them. You are building everything for them, right? And so they, you're telling them who their friends are. You're telling them what's for dinner. You're telling them, um, what, uh, you know, needs to be done when, uh, you're telling them, um, this is when we're going here and not going here, put your shoes on, et cetera. You're, you're feeding life to them. In the second half of childhood, we need to shift as parents from for them to with them. And that can be a subtle, but it is so profound change. And I've seen, I, I have, um, you know, 
many friends and I work with uh, parents that have teenagers right now who might even be 17, 18 years old and the parents are still doing life for them. And I'm just, I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is not going to go well, you know, in a year or two when this child is off on their own and they won't know what to do or how to function because they are still in the parent for them phase. Mm-hmm. And it's this, I call it the spectrum of discipline, right? You go from parent-led discipline to parent discipline to self-discipline to self-led discipline. And uh, most parent or most people are dropped off in parent discipline still, which means my parent tells me to do this and I do it and get a yay or I don't do it and I get a consequence. And that's where most kids are being let off into adulthood, like let off the bus into adulthood. But then when that happens, those kids, then they are very reliant on someone telling them what to do. If no one's there to tell them what to do, they don't do anything. And they're also very reliant on praise and look at me, even if I didn't have so much to do with it, or maybe I did, but I need all of this praise in order to feed this. And that's not the kind of leader that we need going into our future. Um, and it's not, it's not a good place for them to be either. Right. And so second half of childhood build with them. So as they're building their worth, building their esteem, building their confidence, and it goes in that order, by the way, one folds into the other, folds into the other. And confidence is at the very top, the ultimate that you want them to leave home with. And I'm talking about real confidence, not like the selfie confidence that we've all seen when we're going down the road and, and you see these teens and they're like, Oh, happy go lucky. And, you know, turn the phone on. And then as soon as the, uh, the click of the camera goes off, the joy just drains out, right? That's not mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Real inner confidence. And in order to get there, we need to build these things with them and gently hand over the reins of life. I love that. What a powerful statement. And. Oh man, we need to shout this from the rooftops of just the people that were kind of molding and creating that, yeah, they get to that adulthood phase or even late teens and just, it's all based on, I need your praise. Tell me what to do and then give me the praise. And so just major takeaway there, pulling out of what you said there of moving from just doing everything for them to doing things with them. And that's such a huge mindset shift mm-hmm. that I think is so helpful and powerful because a lot of times we default to doing things for them because it's easier. And mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that control piece as moms and like, do you want to do it right? You do it yourself type of thing. And so the extra effort it takes sometimes to really teach and do things with your kids and not just for them. Yeah, that's a whole piece of this. So I just love that very intentional shift um, in our minds. Like I I want you guys to really pull out of that, of of going from um, for them to with them. That's huge. So I just want to, if I can, pause and tell a little bit of a story right here, because this just happened last night. Um, And it really has to do with this. So uh, we made uh, dinner last night and things were all logistically wonky because our heat was out. So anyway, we were all in the kitchen and we had made dinner and then the girls were all cleaning up while I was uh, dealing with something else. And I was overhearing their conversation. And again, my kids are 13, 15, 15, 17. My oldest one just went to prom uh, last week. And then um, my younger two in ninth grade, they have a school dance coming up. And my youngest one even has school dance coming up. So the point is there's a lot of dress buying happening right now. <laughs> 
and all of them have their particular, you know, needs and wants. And I've been helping them try to find them. We went up to, um, you know, in town uh, this weekend, none of them found one and or two of them didn't find one. Anyway, overhear this conversation. And one of my daughters is like, I don't understand why mom and dad don't pay for our dresses. Almost everybody pays for our dresses. And my oldest one goes, you're right. It is the norm uh, for many parents to pay for um, their daughter's dresses. She's like, but listen, if we pay for it, we take care of it much better than if a parent goes out and pays for it. And she goes, I can speak from experience because I've bought my own dress for the last, you know, couple of years and doing these prompts. She goes, you, you, it matters much more and you're much more proud of it. So just go find one. And I was like, oh. Awesome. And, um, but it was just funny when she was saying that and she's like, it is the norm that this, and it's, uh, we for finances, it's a whole part of this too, because your financial, um, uh, confidence, it really, really lies in your worth. And that came through with that, right? She said, when you buy your own, you're much more proud of it when you show up, right? Mm -hmm. And financial uh, confidence is so tied in with that. But one of my daughters was like, I just, I just don't understand. Right. And she's like, you'll, you'll get it. Just go. And so we give them a certain amount of money every month and they have to turn in a budget. Um, and whatever they did, we don't budget them. You know, we give you this and it's your, uh, even my 13 year old, it's your job to budget this, but we, we supply you with money and they have chores around the house and et cetera. And it's your job to make sure you have enough money for a dress, you know, coming up in a few months. And one of my daughters was like, but I have expenses every month. And she's like, but you don't have a uh, dance every month. So you need to figure it out. And so just being on the outside around the corner, mm -hmm. listening to this dynamic happening between the, uh, the four of them, and knowing that this was years in the making, years mm -hmm. built in the making, it, you know, it didn't just start this week or what have you. It was really nice to see these realizations happen and them also realizing, wait a second, it's much better if we do it this way, because then we can we can be proud of it. And one of my daughters is like, yeah, your parents buy your dress at your wedding, not at not in high school. <laughs> just so funny. That's so oh. funny. Oh, that's so cool, though. What? What a proud mom moment, though, to just overhear that and be like, yes, they're getting it. Yeah. And even just showcasing that confidence that um, the older one can share with the younger ones of like that lived experience is, right. is a powerful testimony. So that that's so cool. <laughs> I, I love that. And the financial confidence, too. That's also definitely a piece. Confidence. Mm -hmm. So many factors play into it for sure. Okay, I'm stopping our conversation for now. We are going to continue this in the next episode where we really dive into some great strategy in building confidence. But for today, what an amazing download of helpful information as a parent to really get those fundamental pieces. Just to give you guys a quick recap, of starting out with this idea of being intentional and what are the lasting memories that you want your kids to have from their childhood and as a parent like that parent legacy what what do you want that to be and you kind of have to decide that in order to make the actions that match that happen you know and then oh my goodness for like every mom out there like please share this episode with all of your mom friends 
who also feel like they're in survival mode, this was really eye-opening to see like the cost of staying in that mode. And we don't even realize it sometimes. So really powerful to check in with yourself there. And my favorite takeaway from this was the idea of how we parent for our kids, how we dictate what they need to do, and that necessary shift to parenting with them and remembering that is our job to teach them. And so it needs to be more involvement with them in order to teach them and help them learn these um, characteristics and life skills and confidence as we get into that. And, um, and side bonus of her story with the budget. This was such a fantastic idea to just like be like, okay, this is your allotment for the month and it's up to you to learn how to not blow it all in day one and how to budget. And what a powerful lesson. We complain that they don't learn that in school and all of this. And so I think it's really powerful to utilize this method and help teach our kids. So, so many good takeaways. So stay tuned for the next episode for the rest of our conversation where we shift more into Um, the concepts for building confidence. All right. Talk to you next time.